0: This is Toa Teams One Street from the Evening Telegraph, the only podcast as obsessed with Dundee and Dundee United as you are. This week, six in a row for Dundee and United. But that's the bad news. And it's Scottish Cup for both city teams this weekend, and they're big ones now. Hello! Oh, that sounded far too cheery for a podcast about Dundee and Dundee United. But this is Twa Teams One Street, although it has occurred to me that if current situation continues, we'll have to change the podcast name to One Street Eight Teams. But anyway, I'm Tom Duffy, and this week I'm joined by George Cran. Hello. Graham Finnan. Hello, everyone. Grumpy Graham Finnan. <laughs> and, and back from all sorts of adventures... Ewan Smith! Oh hi everyone, how you doing? Oh, how cheery did you sound? <laughs> I'm just
1: doing that to wind you up. I'll be depressed. I'll be depressed during the Dun United section.
0: We're, we're starting with United, but, but, but we might as well use the stat that applies to both teams. Six defeats in a row each. Oh my God, what is going on in Tannadice-Sandyman Street?
1: It's funny you should say that, because when I got home for the game last night, you look at these tables and they've got the little form guide on the side of it. it shows you the, the X's and the V ticks and everything like that next to it. And I looked. I looked at all the five red X's next to Dundee United. I know there's six, but they only show five. And then I looked at the five next to Dundee. I looked at the five next to St Johnson. And I was thinking, it looks uh, my, like my report card from school. Yeah, I'm thinking, God, we work <laughs> working the wrong part of Scotland right now, don't we? Apart from our bro, obviously. <laughs> and, you know, we can take that out. i always get oh, that. Yeah, out of there. here we go. But um, it didn't take long, did it?
0: Well done. Well done, Ewan. Well one done. minute fifty one seconds he's mentioned our bro. <laughs>
1: right. I'll, I'll, manage, I'll manage a few more before the show's <laughs> out. Anyway, right, like let me let me uh, pick us apart and talk a little bit about the depressing aspect of that, which is the fact they've lost six in a row. Um they've not actually won a game since the end of November um against Aberdeen, one nil against Aberdeen, um and they looked pretty poor and slow in the first period uh, last night. Uh, Saint Mirren were far slicker. They looked. Let's let's just say that Dundee United didn't look like they'd woken up in the first half. Um, they were slow to get on the ball. They, you know, they allowed Saint Mirren to dictate play. And and but but tell you what, what a goal Saint Mirren scored. Let's 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 just stand back and admire how good that goal was. You know, the build up to that was was outstanding. They take down by the player, flicks it in, and then and then the little the young. Boy Jay Henderson, what a finish. Um I really enjoyed that. I've just actually posted on Twitter, it's the second best goal I've seen live. And just to balance it out, um the, the first goal best goal I've seen live this season was by Declan Glass just before just after Christmas on Boxing Day, where he took on about half the Hibernian team and then put it into the top corner. So first half absolutely very poor by Dunn United standards. But right, here's when my wee positive spin comes into play. The second half was so much better from Dundee United, so much slicker. Dylan Levitt was starting to dictate play, great to see him back. Jando Fuchs was looking busier. But as soon as Kieran Freeman, who'd been on the bench for 68 minutes, as soon as he came off the bench, they looked like a different team. Kieran Freeman, Freeman I've actually written a piece that you'll see by the time this podcast's out, and I've spoken about how Kyrie Dean was actually my man in the match and he only played 22 minutes because he came down on that right-hand side and he looked like a man possessed. He did not want to lose that game last night. Um, he, he, he scored a goal via via an on-goal, to be honest with you, across. He almost set up a, a goal before that. And he almost scored an equaliser when Tony Watt played an exquisite through ball towards the end. So I think if they finish with the team that they they had last night, I think Dunia will get that win and they'll get it very soon. But I'm going to be honest, they need the win very soon. They can only rely on their early season form for so long. Um, it's going to it's going to catch up with them very, very
0: soon if they don't get wins. If you're going to be your usual positive self, <coughs> I'm going to be my usual negative stroke honest self. What was the score in the second half and how many goals did Dundee United score themselves? It was one each in the second <laughs> half, so it was a draw. <laughs> but um,
1: um, the second part of your question, well, they didn't actually score any themselves because... Whilst I was being kind on Kieran, and while some people, were, well, Dundee United's uh, Twitter feed, they actually gave it to Kieran Freeman, which I thought was a little bit generous, um, because, I mean, it was an own goal, let's be honest. I mean, it was a, it was a great cross of the box, but it was a clear own goal. So, yeah, one each. Okay, they didn't win the game, and I think, reading what some fans are saying, they were a little bit disappointed that Tony Watt didn't start the game last night. Um, Tam Courts did outline his reasons for it. I agree with a lot of what Tam Court says, but I'm not entirely sure has Just arrived. The, the the reasons he outlined for for uh, Tony Watt not starting last night would have cut it cut it with me. Um, however, I don't expect Tony Watt not to start the next game.
0: And I mean, Bear, something that worried me there that you and said United, uh, any team for me that loses five in a row and comes out after a week, never mind three or whatever it's been. And looks like they're still asleep in the first half. That's a big concern.
2: Yeah, as I don't know what it is, Tom. There's, there's a lethargy there, and you, and you see it, and it's uh, it's unusual because at Tannadice, you know, the fans, the fans do tend to give them. But even even what I saw on the on the highlights package on on the BBC, that you know, the, the fans seem strangely subdued as well, which isn't, doesn't tend to be like them at Tannadice and United. I think it's a it's a combination of poor results. There's a bit of malaise setting on the park and also off the park as well. And, and the only way to get around that is by getting yourself a couple of goals, finding yourself a hero, as Ewan says. It could have been a good one for to get Tony Watt in the team, to get the fans actually seeing him come and running out and get the place absolutely jumping right at the very start. Um, I understand why Tam Coates hasn't done it. Tony Watt wasn't playing for Motherwell, remember, prior to, you know, coming up the road to Tanadice, you know, he's, you know before this transfer, he'd been on the bench for them a few times. But he'll not be far away in terms of match fitness and it would have been a good one for him, but Tam Courts has got to think about the rest of the players as well. Tam Courts, you know, the boys have been knocking at the door, um, you know, pushing hard to get in and you suddenly bring in this new man and guys could feel sort of left out. I mean, I, I know it's a Mark McNulty starter last night and that's a good one for United. I'm sure he's another player who will do well for them over over the next few weeks, but... Yeah, it's a, it's a tough period for them, Tam. It's a tough period, and the only way to get around it <laughs> is by winning games and scoring goals. The have, the personnel hasn't changed that much, but now they're actually leaking goals at the back. We we'll see that now. That that record of clean sheets that was that was so prevalent in the first sort of third of the season seems to have you know it seems to have evaporated a wee bit. They don't look capable of keeping clean sheets now, and that makes life very very tough, especially when you're you're struggling to find it, you know, up top. So, yeah, I mean. I, They'll have, to, they'll have to get back on the, on the bus and uh, hopefully this week the Scottish Cup game at Kilmarnock can, can be where they do that. But uh, yeah, worrying times for Dundee United at this point in time.
0: Looking at the Tony Watt situation, is it maybe a case of a young manager doing what's technically correct in pu- pure physical and football reasons whereas an old manager might have said, we're on a bad run, get the new signing on from the start and get the fans noisy? One thing I've noticed about Tamcors is he's he is very loyal to to players, you
1: know. I think I think he does he, he does have a good relationship with his players, and I, and it's very abundantly clear when you speak to players that they like him, they respect him. And I think what uh, Barry said there about Mark McNulty is probably hitting the nail on the head. That wasn't the the reason that Tam Courts gave last night, but I I suspect the reason why he didn't start Tony Watt was that he wanted to give Martin McNulty his his place, getting back in the team, and he didn't want to almost like detract from the fact that Mark McNulty was now fully fit and then leave him out. However, perhaps Mark might have accepted the fact that he hasn't played you know, for four months and maybe him coming off the bench might have been the the, the,
0: the, the chat. But personally, I'd like to see both
1: of them in yeah. the starting lineup for Dunn United.
0: Would that have been another problem? Two players that haven't, one's four months, one hasn't started at Motherwell for quite a while since the speculation had come about. Yeah, but
1: I I don't think Tony Watt's been sidelined for that long at Motherwell. You know, I think he's I think he would still be reasonably match fit and and he's I mean he's I know his goal scoring record comes from the earlier part of the season, but I think he's I think I think he would have been ready to start and he would have been buzzing. But I mean the Dun United fans he, bear again as right about the atmosphere. The atmosphere was strange last night, but the Dun United fans suddenly picked up dramatically as soon as Tony Watt was what, limbering up and he was going to come off. The irony is Tony Watt comes on, they're all got a lift to think, right, this is it now. We're we're on their say ascendancy. We're going to win this game. And then they lose a goal within two minutes of Tony Watt being on the park, you know, so um and it was a poor goal. Uh, defensively from a Dun United perspective, it wasn't the kind of levels that we saw earlier in the season from a Dun United defence. That was a poor goal to lose. Um, so yeah, I think Tony Watt, there's no doubt Tony Watt will start Probably on Saturday. Tony, Tony what?
0: <laughs> 20 what? Twenty what? Twenty twenty what? Tony, what? George, something you, to pick up again on something Ewan said while he was being positive, United were much better in the second half and played well. In um, the interest of balance, and fairness, it sounded, sounded like you earlier this season about Dundee. And I go back to the thing, and, and, and as the season goes on, it becomes more vital. If the results aren't right, pretty performances are no good.
3: Exactly, and that that kind of shows in the, the league table because well, last night Olivia Simburn and Ross County all won and closed up that gap on United, so they are looking over their shoulders now, um, and they're not scoring goals. That's that's the big thing. We've we've already talked about that a lot this season. They brought in Tony Watt, obviously, but again last night, it, just watching the highlights, they had a couple of near things, but there wasn't. Was there any big chances missed? You and I. I Mark McNulty
1: had a chance he should have done better with that he blazed over and Kieran Freeman right at the end. It was a, a, a delightful fruit a chip pass from post, Tony yeah. Watt and Kieran Freeman who was unlucky, the goalkeeper made a really good save. Um so there was a couple of chances. I think I think Done United generally looked like a team that were going to score when just before they did score, you know, but but they didn't and I think I genuinely think, and I know I'm always Mr. Positive, I think if they had
0: ten more minutes they would have they would have equalised. But the game was the last ninety. And to, play, to play the age card, I have to say, I mean, never, never mind the fact St. Munn, eleven games without a win before last night. It's United St. Man and I had a pained look on my face when you and you had to think about how you know good chances United had against St. Martin. United should ha- you should a, a United game at Tannadice against St. Munn. I'm expecting to be able to go, or oh, they scored a couple of goals and. So-and-so went close, there was a great save from so-and-so, hit the post, so-and-so should have done better. Four or five off the top of your head, That's and maybe that explains the, sub- the subdued atmosphere at Tannadice. Yeah, look,
1: look Dunia Reiter should have had a penalty, there's absolutely no doubts about that. There was a, an absolute blatant handball um, by Alan Power, and he, I, I mean, it, it was a stonewall penalty. Um, it's quite a have save, actually. That. No, but they should have had that right. But the, the interesting thing <laughs> no the interesting thing though, no, and and this is where I do quite like Tam Courts the way he handles the media sometimes. You know, he was asked about that, but he didn't labour on that. He accepted the fact that they were poor in the first half and he should be focusing on how poor they were in the first half. And he also he also made it quite clear that Dundee United should be with all respect, and they always say with all respect, they should be if they're if they're aiming to be where they want to be in the table, they should be winning games. Like last
0: night. It'd be great if a manager said with all due respect, we should be hammering that by
1: <laughs> See, that's where you want to cover likes of boxing and stuff like that, you know, when they just come out and say what they actually really think. <laughs> yeah. You got a right shot when you speak to a boxer. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna
0: score we're gonna score in the third minute.
1: We <laughs> you spend your life interviewing footballers and they always say the, the right thing. Well generally say the right thing and then you interview a boxer and he's just like I'll take him out in thirty seconds, he's useless, you know that I, I'd quite like a few boxers to to maybe have cameo roles on the football pitch, and we could interview them after games.
3: <laughs> or just for the interview, or for for them, playing into people on the pitch. Maybe not.
1: Maybe not the on the pitch so They can come in. Maybe they can just <laughs> handle the media after the games. Right. You know, just just a few po- right. post match interviews.
3: Or they could handle the media,
0: no doubt. I'll leave it till after the game and talk about respect <laughs> and fiddle them and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, like boxers do. But anyway, away from away from the malaise on the pitch. Bit of movement around Tannadice just now. Obviously Kerr Smith's gone. Kevin McDonald in training. That's a that's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, no further updates on that. However, I can see where he might fit into to, to Dunye. I mean he's a quality player, there's no doubt about that. You know, he's a very experienced player and and I know he has had horrendous health issues and God love him. I think it's fantastic that that, that he's that he's back in his training and everything like that. Absolutely my hat's off to him. Um I could see why he would add a bit of quality to Dun United if they were to take it beyond training. I don't, I, f- I don't know if it's the same scenario we had earlier in the season where he was at Dundee training as well, and and it didn't materialise into anything. But maybe it's just me. I think he's perhaps got more of a chance of, st- uh, of signing at Dun United than he than he was at Dundee. Um, I think he would add something um, in terms of other movements. Kerr Smith, I think <laughs> that, I did. I actually did a podcast yesterday. I was I was moonlighting. I did a podcast for Aston Villa yesterday, and um, I was talking about Keir Smith. And I made the point. I think that that is actually one of these strange deals where it's actually good for all three parties. I think Don United have got. You made the point that you were at the
0: darts when you played half his first team games. <laughs> well,
1: that's probably true, actually. Ah, yeah. Keir Smith, who's that again? No, yeah. no but um, no, but, I mean, I, th- I think who? it's a good one for all three parties. I mean, Dunne United have got a decent amount of money for him. Potentially, that'll go up if, if, he, if he plays a required amount of games and he does a certain amount of, uh, ticks a certain amount of boxes in his, in his deal. Um Aston Villa for them, it's a it's a small outlay. I mean, it's a drop in the ocean. It's not. It's 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 just a it's a calculated gamble for for a young lad who's got vast potential. And for Kier Smith, it's a dream move, isn't it? You know, I mean, he's. I think it's probably one of the best clubs he could go to. You know, particularly if John McGinn takes him under his wing, because the thing that I've noticed about Kier Smith is he's quite a shy lad.
0: What a Manchester United next yeah, season! Where,
1: no, John McGinn will stay Aston Villa. Yeah. Well let's hope we get this podcast out quickly before the transfer goes through. <laughs> That's all right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I could get to the bookies and bet on I'm going to Man United.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, but I mean I think I think Kirk Ke- a young lad. He's a shy he's a shy young lad, but I, I like him. He's a nice he's a nice, humble young man. Um and I think he's left on very good terms with Dunn United. I think the Dunn United fans respect um, what he did and they, they understand that he was a talent that was always going to move at some stage very soon um, but I think I think you'll need somebody to, to, to take him out of shell a little bit but I think the one thing he's going to have on the other players in that Aston Villa academy is a lot of them are not going to have had that experience of playing in front of big crowds and they're not going to have that experience of actually playing in in, in front of like live TV cameras. Keir Smith's already got that but I mean Kier Smith played um, against sixty in um, front of sixty thousand at Celtic Park, and he was, uh, you know, he cruised through that game. You know, he's played; he's the youngest ever done United player to play in a Dundee derby. Kier Smith has already got that experience, but he is going to need time before he beds in, and before he's not going to be a coming Aston Villa player overnight. But I think maybe with the right kind of program they put him on to to continue building him up, maybe he will start to see him get in in 12 months, 18 months time, you know, so from United's perspective that's great and then it's allowed them, that money has allowed them to 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 speed up the Tony Watt process and get him in and and probably on paper right now, Dunne United need Tony Watt on the part more than they need Keir Smith so that's decent business and they've got a goalkeeper who looks like he could be a very shrewd acquisition, we've not seen him play for Dunnear, he was on the bench last night but I think he, he's obviously been signed with a mind that seagrest is likely to move on.
0: Any prospect to more arrivals between now and the end of the window?
1: Yeah, I think we'll see more players at Don United. I think we will see. Yeah, uh, probably at least one more coming in for Don United. Um, and I think that midfield creative sort of side of things is is, is the area that I think that Don United be looking at. You know, I think they're I think that's still something that they're still crying out for. I mean. That said, I mean, if they're looking at their, their younger prospects, Declan Glass did show against the Burnley that he's got a little bit about him and he can unlock defences, you know. So maybe he needs a run of games. But I, I would suspect it'll be that type of player, somebody that's going to feed the through balls or the passes to Tony Watt, Mark McNulty, um, and maybe unlock defences.
0: And returning to departures, we bit, were bit surprised Mark Connolly's gotten to Dundalk because dundalk the seemed seemed keen to keep him
1: yeah I, th- I think i mean i was looking into what he said when he went there i think i think there's some personal reasons why he's moving back closer to home as well you know i think that's a i think um i think it sounds like his career going full circle you know and, he, and it's it's like it's okay to us on paper we're saying god he's moved over to ireland but maybe to him it's it's like a homecoming thing you know and he's an awful incredibly nice man eh, mark conley and he's been He'd been through horrendous times with injuries yeah. over the years, and I know I know he had personal loss last year, you know, and I think he's maybe just needed that fresh start and that move back to Ireland. But I think yeah, the family fans look like they really took to him, and, and they're sad to lose him. And I dare say he could have done a job for Don United, but despite the fact we're talking about Don United leaking goals, I still think they've probably got defenders who are he- ahead of him in terms of their pecking order at Don United just now that he would find difficult to dislodge.
0: Mark Reynolds leaves as well, club captain.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's a massive surprise. I mean, it is a, it is a surprise for the expect, respect that he's been captain for so long. But I mean, they did kind of almost have a transition process a few months ago when they passed that on to Ryan Edwards. And and, and I think at that stage, I think it become clear that maybe the clock was running down on his time at Dun United. He wasn't getting a chance, you know. I spoke about Kersmith earlier on. Kersmith actually... Was chosen ahead of Mark Reynolds when Charlie Mulgrew was injured at Celtic Park, you know. And at that point, you must be thinking, well, Mark Reynolds played nearly 500 games. Kerr Smith uh, struggled to get into double figures for games, and Kier Smith's the, the man he's chosen. So, I think again, it's a fresh start. But he seems to have left on good terms as well. You know, he posted a photograph on on Twitter showing him holding holding a trophy aloft and saying, you know, it's you know you yeah, you leave things pro. better behind, you know. So, I think he, I think he'll probably. Possibly drop down to part-time level, possibly, or certain, or certainly drop down leagues. Yeah, Cove. I think Cove. I think Cove's a. I think Cove's a <laughs> Cove. quite an obvious destination. From a, uh, I would I would be very surprised going, yeah. he doesn't emerge at Cove. Be quite a young player up there too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, but that's not a bad club to be going. To. I mean, they're on the up. You know, they they will they'll probably be a championship side no. next season. You know, no. they I Expect them and Montrose might be championship sides next season. You know, it's a shame they won't have their local derbies where both down the road, but we can't have it all. You know, we can't have it all. You know, the irony, the irony of those sides moving up I think they'll have a, like a close game to play, and then that side's just moving up another division. But, um, yeah, you're doing be a, a grand job in all seriousness for Mark, you know. Um, and I think family circumstances again,
0: yeah. To bring Bear in here, I mean, bear, bear and George have gone and made a full cooked breakfast yeah. since you started speaking about the transfer window. You <laughs> bring Bear in here. There was, <laughs> there was a Luke Bear when we we were both around, uh, uh, you still are when Mark Reynolds joined United, and there was always a wee suspicion when he came in in the Championship that he would do a right good job with his experience and his positional play, but he maybe didn't have the legs for the Premier League once he went up.
2: Yeah, that could be the case. I think that's straight enough. I think he did a really good job for them in the championship. And, uh, you know, I think he probably felt he still had something to offer. But it quickly became clear when, when, when Tam Courts took over that, unfortunately for Matt Reynolds and, and Mark Connolly, obviously Ryan Edwards was his number one centre-half. I and mean, he brings in Charlie Mulgrew. That is going to make life incredibly difficult for anyone else trying to get in the team. And certainly, initially... And still, at this point in time, you've got to say, they're, they're still performing pretty, pretty well. You know, at the start of the season, they were magnificent. They've started leaking goals. But as you Ewan you says, I still think that it's there for them. You know, they, they don't look as though they're doing anything stupid. And you wouldn't expect the guy, a Mulgrew's experience, to to go on a really, really poor run of form. So, Matt Reynolds' his, his path was blocked but he still has something to offer. And if he goes to cover, it'd be a fine acquisition for them, Tom. I think he's one of these boys as well, Tam, Does you know, got a degree in engineering as well. He, he, something like that. Um, so he was obviously thinking... Yes. He's one of, these, one of these few football players that actually a thinks <laughs> beyond his career in football, what am I going to do? Yeah, so... Uh, He's moving back, I think so north, I think, to get back involved maybe in the oil industry when he eventually <laughs> gives up his football career. But I do believe that he can do a job for uh, Cove Rangers if he does finish up there because he's still got a few good years as as a professional. And he was a, he has a good professional player, you know. He, for all his time, he's for all his time he spent on the ah, on, on, on the, the sidelines, you've very rarely heard a, a grumble or a moan. I mean, you you guys know better than me, but there's certainly been nothing in the press that I've seen that he's he's got his head down and just got on and done his job, which as a credit to him, and it's always and good to finish for off, as well.
0: back on the pitch, unfortunately, Ewan, if you're Dundee United, would you pick an away tie in the Scottish Cup against Kilmarnock this weekend?
1: Do you know what the interesting thing is, when the draw was made, I thought that was quite a good draw for Dundee United, but now I don't think it is anymore. Um, and, if, and the reason for that, and I know they haven't had... Quick, quick, mark that in the diary, Ewan, Ewan was the, negative. Yeah, I, was, I, was, I was actually <laughs> talking about it last night in the press box, I, th- I felt exactly that way. And I know that, Kilmarnock haven't yet had what you would term a Derek McInnes bounce, but it's just one of these games where you think Derek McInnes has got a lot of experience as a manager. It'll be a game that he'll be thinking, you know, this would be a nice one to prove our top flight sort of ambitions. You know, I think, I don't know, Kilmarnock will fancy it. Dunn United have to turn up on Saturday, otherwise they could be in trouble. That's what I think, you know, they, they have to turn up. But equally if they can if they can turn up and they can get the victory, that could be a launch pad for them for the rest of the season. So it's a crucial one. But yeah, I think that's a that could go either way on Saturday, you know. So if Dundee United have the their uh, if they don't wake up until the second half, it could be too late.
0: Well we shall see. After this, more of the same, unfortunately. Right, George. Here we go. Here we go. There is actually a temptation to get you, with your editing skills, just to take the first part of the, this week's <laughs> programme and substitute <laughs> every time we say United, just put Dundee in. And every time we mention a yeah. player, just mention a Dundee player or the Dundee manager, because they too have now lost six in a row. The season's
3: kind of fallen off a cliff, really. Since that, uh, I'd say the second half at Ross County, when the, the, they were leading the let that slip and and it's just they haven't recovered from that. Um, They were poor against Livy last night. Um, Livy were better and deserved their win. Bruce Anderson was excellent. Gave Dundee a torrid time and both ends of the park they're they're lacking. Um, They're needing needing help uh, big time before the end of the month. Certainly, a centre-back in. uh, Although last night they were Missing Ryan Sweeney, which I think didn't help with the, the goals in terms of losing two from set pieces. And Jordan Marshall obviously got injured very early and that's a was a big blow as well. Um, but they also need help up at the top of the park. They, they didn't really get themselves a foothold in the game at all at any point, Olivia, uh, putting them under any real pressure. Uh, I think McMullen had a chance right at the start. that was a decent bit of play. He had a couple of wee... Bright sparks where he skipped past a couple of people, but I think there's a lot of expectation on him to, to do everything at the moment. And, and the rest of the team are, are needing to step up, it's they're needing a lift from something. And it feels like in January that that lift is only going to come from getting a, a good player in the, in the building, but they're, they're really struggling to do that as well.
0: And Bear, was it a minibus <laughs> or a
2: bus last well, night? I was watching the it. game. No, I was, I was actually, I was in the or car just a mini. with a couple of friends, we weren't on the bus last night, we have got to say it was quite, it was quite, yeah, yeah, which was, it was quite an hour, I'll be honest with you, you know, it's so, so it's been worth, yeah. I, th- I thought it has been no bad this season, but maybe, <laughs> maybe there's been other things taking effect, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was actually, just on that, there was actually quite a healthy Dundee support through there last night, so it was disappointing because, you know, they're going to need all the help they can get in this period between now and the end of April they're going to get themselves out of the mire. They've got themselves in them because Livy won that game last night and uh, I've got to say, fully deserved to win the game. But I'll tell you what, they weren't a very good team, they weren't a brilliant side, but they looked far more competent than, than Dundee, unfortunately. Um, Dundee at this point in time looked lost. The, the look as well, they're, they're continuing to, to lose goals. I think there's an issue in defence. I, I like, uh, I mean, Liam Fontaine looks looks good coming forward with the ball, looks smooth on the ball, and he's quite good, actually, defensively when it comes to clearing his line with headers. But when there's movement in the box, he tends to get caught wanting a wee bit. And both the goals he lost last night, you'll find really, I mean, first half, not much in the first half either, either way, I've got to say. Start the second half. Livy come out. Bruce Anderson, I think it was him, George, that went through, and Adam Legsden produces a brilliant save, save inside the first thirty seconds, which he knocks onto the bar. So the alarm bells have got to be ringing, A corner comes in. First phase, the knock it out. Unfortunately, it's knocked back in. Bruce Anderson at an angle manages to squeeze one in. It goes, I think it goes through Adam Legsden's legs. Um Dundee have an absolutely glorious chance. Glorious chance to equalize, but not from, from brilliant. Setup up play, it was a long punt up the pitch, uh, it's flicked on, for once the Livy defenders get himself in a fankle. Paul McGowan, who goes through, one-on-one, right in the middle of the goal, so he's not got an angle, tries to go around the, the keeper and the keeper dispossesses him, you know, and, and that, that could have changed the whole complexion of the game, I'm not saying Dundee would have won it, but I would have got them back on track very early doors, and then similar, again, second goal, another corner kick, same situation. The ball's clear from the first phase. Knocked back in. For the life of me, I mean, I'm I'm critical of Fontaine. When I saw it back on the replays last night, I've got to be critical of Christy Elliott as well. I think he's involved. He's lost his man. But Bruce Anderson has actually got to run toward. He's only about two or three yards out from the, the touchline, and he's got his back to the goal, and he's running towards the corner flag. He's got a Dundee player behind him. Fontaine's in front of him. And from that, you, you guys have seen the goal. From that situation, he manages to do a step over on the ball, bounce Fontaine off it, and get a shot away into the far corner. And it's game over. It's game over, sadly, from that point. Dundee never laid a glove on on, on uh, Livingston at all. James McPake pulls off. I mean, that says it all, really. He pulls off a skipper, Charlie Adam. The man who takes the armband, Paul McGowan, has pulled off 10 minutes later. The armband was getting thrown about. They must have had about four or five captains last night. You know, Paul McMullen has then taken off. So, three experienced pros, and they didn't really go anywhere, Tam. And it's a real, real concern. They've got issues at the back. They need to get a centre half in. I've been saying it since, since Ashcroft's been injured. They've not had cover in there. They've had to play McGee in there. Big Sweeney. Obviously, they've known Sweeney's going to be uh, suspended for last night's game. It would have been a priority to get someone in. Similarly, up top, when Sheridan is, is injured and he, he's out for the season, priority has to be to get someone in of that ilk. Now, you're, it's very difficult to get somebody in. I, I know that Christian Doyle's been mentioned and, and I think he would do a fantastic job for them, but Christian Doyle is a top player. Now, wouldn't it be just Dundee that were interested in him if he's prepared to leave Hibs? And maybe Hibs won't even let him go. It's the, best, the, the sound of things, they're not going to let him go in this window anyway. Um. So Dundee might need to lower their expectations and get someone in that has got a bit of muscle up front. Because at this point in time, they must have the smallest f- front line in the league. Last night, you're looking at Danny Mullen, Paul McMullen, and Luke McEwen. And that's not easy to say as well, I've got to say. You've got to get your, your mind on it. And, and then when you, <laughs> you throw in
3: there uh,
2: Paul mm. McGowan <clears throat> in, into that match, you can see they're a, they're a small, small side Dundee so they're they're needing, to, they're needing to put a bit bit of beef into their ranks. Now that things might change quickly for them because obviously you'll get Sweeney back from suspension. Um, that will then allow Jordan McGee to go into midfield. Hopefully Sean Byrne isn't too far away. George will maybe be able to tell us in that one. But they've they've got big problems. They've got big problems at the bottom of that league. They, they, they look to me at this point in time, you know, I think i looking at this, I saw St Johnson on the TV last night, and I know St Johnson fans might not agree with you, with us, but. St. John's will look at a better balanced side at this point in time on what they've got on their books. When Nadia Chief Chief coming in, their defenders, their goalkeeper, they look a wee bit better balanced. So Dundee need to find someone and find it quickly. I think as well, I think the time has come. George Hubit was telling me this about Lee Griffiths, the contract situation with Celtic and with Dundee. What it is because of Lee Griffiths is, is staying at Dens. It's time to start Lee Griffiths in games. You cannot have Lee Griffiths, a, a player of his calibre, Sitting on the bench for the, for the second half of the season. If, he, if he's going to be on the on the bench, if he's not doing something in training, then you'd be better away. That that's a fact.
0: Well, let's let's bring George in on that. And but but first of all, see, but it's very wee screen on my laptop that I can see it all on. It, boys, yeah. is Bear lying on a box. Black... Sorry, <laughs> I, was, I, could... I was off on a, I I was off on a ramble <laughs> there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've one as well after listening <laughs> to the, the section. Uh, <laughs> <when> I was <laughs> off on uh, <laughs> oh, one <there.
0: laughs> But George, what
2: what's going to happen with Lee Griffiths?
3: Uh, my feeling on it is that he'll be released by Celtic and Dundee will pick him up. Is what my.
2: What George? Sorry, can I just jump in here? So Celtic have not terminated his contract at this point in time.
3: No, but they've right. notified him that it will be terminated. I'm th- I th- not privy to what all the paperwork says, but I get the feeling the loan ends at the end of the month. So that continues, and then he doesn't go back to Celtic. Basically, as soon as the loan ends, he's, he's a free agent, and then. I'd, my feeling is Dundee will pick him up.
2: So so here's another one for you then. Does Griffiths play in the Scottish Cup on Saturday?
3: Well that's that's the big question we were talking last night in the press box about that. That'll be a big sign, I think, from his point of view. Does he want a cup tie himself? Does he care? Don't know. Um that, that yeah.
0: Strikes me, George, the whole the whole concern that, that I have about it as much as an admirer of what Lee Griffiths is at his best. I mean if he ends up staying at Dundee, you've got you've got a player who's not been at the best place, sadly, at times in his career, um, who can't be in the best place just now because mm. one club doesn't want him and the other club's only taking him because the other club's getting rid of him. And it's hardly it's hardly the way to go into the second half of a season when the team's battling relegation.
3: And he, he wasn't great last night when he came off the bench. He didn't really get involved at all. He had a, a good attempt with a free kick right at the end, which he, he will give you that. Obviously, it's showed that Aberdeen. Um, but it, it just didn't see much from him. I've been told he's been pretty sharp in training, and he's he's been scoring goals and stuff. But
2: but George, what what I would say though is, as a Dundee fan, I would say how if I'm sitting there and I'm not the manager, thankfully, you know, because it's a it's a thankless task. Everybody can be the manager, at, at, you know, four forty-five on a Saturday night after after the games won or lost or whatever, but. I would be asking myself, how do we get more chances to Lee Griffiths? How do we manage to get the ball yeah. to Lee Griffiths in the area? Because he, he, without a doubt, is the most capable striker they've got at the club at this point in time. Danny Mullen had a wee purple patch, but yeah, I mean, I th- that's th- what yeah. it was. That's what it was for Danny. I mean, Danny works hard, yeah. but Griffiths, I, I, I still believe if we can get the ball in there, how Dundee set up to get Griffiths more chances in that sort of 18-yard box?
3: Mm. I think he has shown that if he gets a chance, he will score it. The- The big problem for me is he hasn't had chances, uh, and that comes from uh, throughout the season. That comes from both that comes from Dundee not creating much for him, but also comes from him as well that he he needs to do a bit more. With that, whether that's sharpness, I I don't know, it still doesn't look anywhere near the kind of levels he was previously. I know, I think I'm
2: George Well, while you're on, thinking I'm thinking here, I'm going to jump back in. I was watching St. Mirren last night, you and I, on on the highlights package, and maybe it was just the highlights, but it looked to me like St. Mirren were going back to front pretty pretty quickly. They weren't trying to play across the back and build up from the back time and time again. I was watching Dundee last night at two nothing down. Dundee were still knocking the ball across their back four, back across their back four, back to the goalkeeper. I noticed the starts you know, there comes a lot of point, the ball. I mean, when I think you've got to say. We're not creating anything, so why don't why don't we just get up and, and and play for the breaks in the final third? I mean, that's that's basic. But if you are not creating anything by playing out from the back, why
1: wouldn't you do that? I'm not going to talk in depth about Dundee, but you're right. You're right about that. They were slick. You know, they were fast. They were quick on the ball, and and teams teams like Dundee and, and Dundee United to be honest, because I spoke about how slow they were as well. They they need to sometimes just revert to that. You know, because I mean, I think that was probably one of the root causes of. Uh, Saint Miran scored in their second goal. You know that, that Saint Miran were just really quick at, at getting the ball forward, and mm-hmm. and we're talking. You're talking about Lee Griffiths there as well. You know, he's a player that's been used to so much service at Celtic. You know, he's had an abundance of creative talents around mm-hmm. about him that will get the ball to him. You know, so but Lee Griffiths has disappointed me so much because. I was. I'm, I'm a massive fan of what he's done in his career and what he did for Scotland, and you know what he's what he did the goals that he scored in his career for Celtic and everything like that. But it disappointed me from the aspect that you're talking about, George, about how he's maybe not, perhaps he's not creating stuff himself as well, and he should be maybe coming back for the ball more, and he should be looking for it more. And um, I just wonder as Lee is waking up and realizing this is he's getting to the stage where in his career you know, there's only going to be so many last chance saloons because this is almost a last chance saloon for Lee Griffiths because where does he go if he doesn't kick on at Dundee? Where does he go from there next, you know? So so maybe it's a combination of Dundee giving him opportunities, Dundee finding that creative talent to get the ball to him and Lee Griffiths maybe waking up and realising how important this is for his own career, you know? He's, he's, he's disappearing without a trace, you know? He's not... I, I mean, people were expecting him to go to Dundee, kick on, and perhaps even challenge to get back into the Celtic team. I mean, he's a million miles away from that now.
0: Yeah, and, George, and the other issue, um, certainly punters I've spoken to, uh, which get fewer and fewer the older I get. As Bear touched on, Dundee, Dundee needed players. Dundee need players this break window, rather, and they'll probably get them, but they weren't there last night. And it's just, it's a bit, it's a bit confusing to a lot of people. Where was this? They needed a centre half. They've known for since November. They needed a centre half. They could do with another striker. Where are they? Well, they're not at Dundee. That's, that's the problem. I think, uh, <clears throat> I
3: think they found it. <laughs> straight answer. I think they found it <laughs> quite difficult <laughs> to uh, persuade else. players to come and join. What is a relegation battle? Exactly.
0: It's only going to get yeah. harder now. They've lost the first game after the break.
3: They need to get one over the line that, that's going to really improve it, and then that might kick on another couple to think, oh, that actually they might have a chance of sorting themselves out. I think. I mean, how do you convince players to come when you're five points adrift of safety? I mean, they're in their playoff place at the moment, but it's and at the moment. The only answer I <laughs>
0: could yeah, think of yeah, is
1: cha-ching, yeah. cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching there's, there's They're not, they not, George, though? they're fishing in the same pond as the likes of Kilmarnock and stuff like that You know, and, and Kilmarnock are possibly yeah. going to match wages but I they're think they're pushing the boat out Kilmarnock. Yeah. Kilmarnock are going up you, uh, Yeah, if you're in the playoffs, that? that's fine No
3: problem, <laughs> Yeah, but but, um,
1: <laughs> but I mean but I mean the serious point is Kilmarnock are probably financially can match what Dundee are, are, are going to offer. They, they've got yeah. a manager with vast experience and they're also a side that they are going to Join a side that is maybe going to win more games and lose games before the end of the season is going to be involved. So exactly, it's not That's even a simple yeah. case of them, them competing against other sides in the, the top flight. They're competing against sides that are challenging to come up as well. You know, so it's very
0: interesting. You and you don't feel the need to be supportive about Dundee. <laughs> That's marked down in the book.
3: <laughs> well, i saying talking about Kamara, that I think Dundee weren't in for Ash Taylor, and obviously missed out on him but I think that was more to do with going back to play for his old manager. But that's a sign sign of that, I think. Um, And you look at needing players in quickly, you look at Dundee's fixture list, which you would ask for in in the situation Dundee are in. You're playing, if you include Livy last night, they're basically playing the the, the bottom six in the next six games or the rest of the bottom six in the next five games. They've got... So Johnson next week week, which is going to be absolutely huge, and could come down to who brings in the better players between now and then, because both teams are really, really toiling. And then you got Cymmer, Dundee United, Ross County before the face Hearts. I mean, this is that's the season right there. That's if, see, there's I'll tell a positive aspect should, there, though. Yeah. we've got to, we've got
1: the Dundee derby in a few weeks, so one of is, is at least going to see a side that doesn't lose that week.
3: I'm sure they'll find a way.
2: Ah, oh, he was a bit cocky there. I think that was a prediction of a United victory, wasn't it, Ian? George, George, you touched on it about the Ross County thing, and it's only a month ago they were at Ross County and they were 20, 25 minutes away from deservedly beating Ross County, weren't eight they? they were, they were the better point. team. Yeah. That would have put them eight points ahead of Ross County, and here we are a month, a month on after a yeah. a, a winter break, and we're now five points behind Ross County. It shows you how quickly things can actually turn. Sorry to harp on about the signings, but Beard, it strikes me if any club should have learned
0: the lesson that that when you are where Dundee are in that relegation zone, you do your business early and in, in advance. Because yeah. when Jim McIntyre took yeah, over, yeah. they couldn't get players in mm. because they were bottom of the league, and players, things started to move, and most players had a choice, and he was down to his second and yeah. third and fourth choice player. For, for the positions he felt he needed to strengthen. Now, Dundee needed, especially a centre half because of the unfortunate injury. The centre half could have been paraded in the
2: start of the month. I think so, Tom, because you, you can see Dundee bringing in players, but is it going to be on, you know, the last day of the transfer window, three hours before, before yeah. it closes? And you get why are you getting these guys? Is it because they've searched all their other options and go, okay, I'll go to Dundee? And that's not what Dundee, that's not what you're really wanting, you know. At that at that point in time, you know, if you've got to take it, you'll take it. But you're right; the, the work should have been done earlier. I think. I look at St Johnston, and I know they're they're toiling, but I look at the way that Carl Davidson went about his business, and you know, he had you got the boy. I think it was Butterfield came in before the transfer window. said he's, he's had a guy from Ireland in. He's got uh, Chief Cheese master. Get him in, and I think Dundee. Sometimes you know, surely when you're when you're drawing up what you need is centre half, you've got to have. You've got to have a, a list of maybe three, two, three, four options maybe, and say right, we're not getting him on a him, on a him, him until you get get mm. someone in. And I, it's easy for us sitting here, so and saying you should be able to do that. But I, I do believe they're yeah. well short. You saw that last night. They look they they look to me a mile off it. Now that's not to say that you know they were unfortunate last night as well. But the fact that you know the the games just started and one of their best players. Marshall was bailing down the right, uh, the left wing, and suddenly pulls up with a hamstring problem, nobody near him. Then they have to have a reshuffle. Uh, I've got to say, hats off to Kami I thought he was done, these man of the match. He went and played at left back, and that shows you what you, you know what that you well, we were actually talking about that last night coming back in the car. And well, you know, Kami defensively I think he's a terrific defender I think he has limitations going forward I think even more so on the left hand side because he's naturally a right footed player but he just brings so much to the table you know he never gives up and that's where Dundee are on the table at this point in time they need an r our 10 Kami cares on the park if they're going to get himself out of this mess and he boys mm-hmm. with the same sort of attitude that are willing to dig deep and go beyond that guy. they're obviously missing a guy you know, their captain Lee Ashcroft and they do miss him, there's absolutely no doubt whatsoever, because he's a boy who not only gives that sort of performance himself, but cajoles others into giving that sort of performance. And what worried me last night was was when Charlie Adam went off, I've got to say, normally when a player goes off, even in defeat, even if you're losing the game, you know, there's a, there's a touch of the hand between him and the manager. There was none of that last night. He walked right off behind McPake. There was nothing said. Yeah. That's a worrying sign when your skipper walks off and doesn't say anything to the, to the manager. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to be a fly on the wall and train it today, if they're in today, or, or when they come back, maybe on, on Thursday.
0: Yeah, George, and, I mean, in fairness to James McPake, he he's well aware of the severity of the situation because in a story that had your name on the top of it today, he's, he's admitting that his job's now on the line.
3: Yeah, I th- yeah, it's it's a big couple of weeks for him as well. Uh, in terms of showing that he can be a successful manager in the in the top flight of Scottish football at, at Dundee, we've seen how quickly the reputations are made or, or, or tarnished, I suppose, by the first couple of seasons or the first season in the in the Premiership. People might not take another chance on him if, if in the future if he, he departs Dundee. So it's a massive couple of weeks for him. I think he knows that. Um, he also uh, pointed the finger at his senior players, which I think Chad Adam was, was one of the the ones he was pointing the finger at for uh, for not turning up or letting the side down. I think maybe Fontaine was maybe another one.
2: But George, that's, a, that's really surprised. I was really surprised he did that. I was really, really surprised yeah. he did that because he's got to go back to those senior players at the weekend and next week and the games are coming thick and fast. Yeah, I know. Because as, as, as well as jo- Josh... Mo- yeah, sorry. I'm saying Josh Mulligan came on, but I mean, well, Josh Mulligan's been doing well for Peterhead, and he's he's got potential, the lad. We shouldn't be looking at Josh Mulligan to, to save us in the situation, but in, you know,
3: no, yeah. in central midfield as well. i was surprised because obviously he'd been playing. He, he's quite a versatile player. I think he's played pretty much all over the park at, at times over his short career. But he's, his success he had at Peterhead was as a flying wing back, full back on the right. So. It was, it was a Charlotte didn't play well. I have to say, he, he wasn't good. Um,
0: George, is it a, 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 is it a case that going back to McPeak's comments about himself yeah. and the senior players, honesty is generally the best policy, but in football, often it's the best policy in the dressing yeah. room. But when you come out in the public domain, you see something slightly different because you've, as Bear says, you've got to go back to these players and, and, and w- why draw attention to your own situation?
3: Yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, is I, I appreciate the honesty. I have to say, I don't. I don't, I don't like all the PR nonsense. But
0: oh yeah, well you will always right. you will always write It, but but there is there is a there is a bit that you don't. We all know you lose. I mean Tom Coates at United the same. Jim Goodwin before last night, eleven games without a, a victory. Mm. They look at other clubs that gets managers the sack, and 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 they're partly grateful that they've not got the sack, and. But also, they're aware things have to improve quite quickly, or they will be under pressure.
3: Yeah, well, maybe not. But there's also um, sticking uh, the the appearance of sticking your head in sand. I think doesn't doesn't fly with supporters at all. I think I think there has to be a, a recognition of it. Yeah,
0: you can't pretend they're playing well every week, Ewan. No, I, 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 I think
1: <laughs> yeah. I agree with George. I, think, I, I, I like James Wicks' honesty. You know, at times he does come out and say things, but it's almost like he pre right? Some people are going to be thinking thinking this about me, so I'll say it first. You know, and do and, you know, I, I do mm. like that. Um, I also take your point about the senior players. You know, I, perhaps sometimes you cross the line and then it gets to the point where senior players say, well, well, you don't like to think this happens they might down tools for a couple of weeks when they think that the manager's not got their back, so we don't have the manager's back. So there is a a gamble. enough
0: of Manchester United under all. There is a
1: gamble there you're taking (laughs) when you're saying that kind of thing. But then there's also the flip side that that you get their backs up and they say, well, I'll show him. And they make a point. But let's let's go yeah. back, right? I'm I, I always come in with a positive angle here. The last time I remember this kind of pressure talk and everything on James McPake was after the Ross County game at home, which understandably so. And then, and then Dundee went to St. Myrna on the Saturday, everybody expecting them to, to to lose in Paisley, and then they they came away with a win. So maybe it turns, maybe it turns again, you know. But they need it to turn for a bit longer than 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 that initial bounce back from the Ross County
3: yeah. game. They have done that consistently as well.
0: So, George, what you and saying is it's a it's a victory at Dumbarton? Well, the better the
3: the be, I would say. I mean that that would be see, yeah. that'd be a real crisis if, if they don't do that. Dumbarton's second sitting second bottom in League One. Um, <clears throat> it's I don't, Paul McGowan was doing the post match stuff last night. Um, a few, <laughs> yeah.
2: Has he finished? It yet? was
3: just a few. Swear words in there, but what did he say about um, the chance he
2: had one on one? Did he mention merited?
3: it? He said he should have scored, so that's that's Paul McGowan, but he, but he was saying it's a no win situation. I'm sad because Dumbarton will see Dundee as a potential uh upset, really, because the way they're playing, Dumbarton I think won their last game, so they'll be will be up for it, and Dundee have to be up for it because it's, it's not going to be an easy, easy one. That one,
2: George as one Dundee should win, but if you're a team who are not winning games, yeah. are not scoring goals, doesn't matter what level you're at, and you're losing goals.
3: Exactly. It's, yeah.
2: You know, it's, it could be, it could be sticky. it's, yeah. it's huge. But as you said about United going to Kilmarnock, it could also on the other side of the coin, you get the victory, you get suddenly get that bit of You've confidence back yeah. again, and you use it. Your advantage you use it as a launch pad to hopefully go on to better things we saw it last season yeah. I mean James McPake surely he couldn't have been on a stickier wicket than when Bonnie Rig were 2-1 up at Denz uh. going into the, going into the stoppage time or into stoppage time he must have thought I'm going to put my jack on today and I'm not coming back here but to get through that game miraculously and then they never looked back from that point on. They really sort of went from strength to strength.
0: Bear, are you speaking <laughs> to us here, or your mates you're? <laughs> no, no, we'll know, there, that, we'll that, there that, that car's
1: getting downgraded to a motorbike <laughs> at this stage.
2: No, no, listen, listen. We're on the bus on Saturday, <laughs> and uh, anybody who knows Dumbarton, and we've been there a few times. We've been there a few. There's a nice wee boat. There's a nice wee bowling club. Oh. And not too far from the ground, so. It's a nice place to go. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll get in there for a couple of shandays before the game. Aye, but. And, and
0: and the one thing about Dumbarton is they look after the fans. Yeah. The fans are is totally exposed, <laughs> yeah. It's the players that are totally exposed. There's there's one one stand that's perfectly placed to shelter you against the wind, but you yeah. look out at the players <laughs> and they're getting blown away. At least the
1: views are nice though. If if the game's rubbish you can just look out and look at the views, you know, so there's always that
0: to oh, if you're two 0 down at half time you can you can be <laughs> in Loch Lomond by the start of the second half. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure a lot of fans think that. <laughs> the
3: Barn was actually my first ever uh, game working at. I waited the Barn. Was, I was going to say first ever time in a press box, but there isn't a press box at the Barn. You just sit in the seat.
2: Was that the Scottish Cup last time, George? Was that?
3: No, no. Uh, no, oh, right. when I was started working oh, right. for Queen okay. of the South. Nicky Clark scored the only then, goal yeah. that day. See,
0: just you're not old enough back, to have yeah. experienced <laughs> the old pocket, are you, George? Lord. No, no. Oh, I was just thinking that, you know. I can remember sitting on a kitchen stool in the press box in Boghead. But when you sat down, somebody had cruisotted the roof of the press box and it had spilt down the window. So you had to stand up because it was a big you couldn't see out the press box because it was a big patch of chrysoting. The only the only press box worse than that for me is uh, central
1: part for Cowden beef. And you're like you're basically climb mm-hmm. you were climbing up into a temporary hut, you know, uh, that, that seemed to be temporary for about twenty years, you know. Um <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so I was just going to say behind the goal did Boghead yeah. not have an old railway station on and behind one goal uh, well, that was what the, that's what the fans stood under they'd got it, the local railway station had closed down in the 60s or so anyway
1: that's not where George is going although I did notice, I didn't escape no. Didn't escape my notice George that in your pre match notes that you had me going to Dingwall in a couple of weeks time Thank God they're playing at Tannery. So I'm not going up to Dingwall in a midweek. That's not. <laughs> That's the wrong
0: way around? Uh, he was asked, That was
1: deliberate. He was hoping <laughs> that you'd go. Oh, it's a game at Dingwall. God, can you imagine that, the mistake that would be? Can you imagine that three-hour trek up to Dingwall and then you you arrive and there, there's nobody there. Chapping the door. Yeah. Aye. There
3: That's was a, right.
0: goalkeeper. There was a goalkeeper. Was, it, was it, a yeah, uh, goalkeeper there? The or somewhere? Like Aye. Aye. Did he go? Yeah. He went to the home. He went to the ho- home ground. I, I think was it was that way around. Or I something think like that. And he had it's like to, an easy mistake yeah. to make. Aye.
3: Well, Dundee don, better Hope they don't do that because they have not got enough players as it is.
2: Aye. Well,
0: as long as they turn up. Um, and uh, I'm uh, meaning uh, on. Yeah, like I say, say I'm, I'm really, assuming really they will turn up in their bus. Who
2: plays? How he lines up. Yeah, It'd be
0: changes.
3: McPhee said last night will be the players but played George, themselves so George's got out to they be they very careful. Say, he doesn't so play himself the job. Change.
2: You can bring in a, You can make a few changes, but yeah. you know if he leaves all his experienced men out that he might have been talking about last night and starts trying to flood flood the team with sort of youngsters, it's a big gamble for him because as you say, there's one thing losing Premier League games If they lose in a cup to a team that's what are the second bottom of the League One, dumbarton I'm not up. You know. Anyway, boys, even I'm
0: depressed enough after all that talk about United and Dundee. So. After this we'll have a wee roundup. Right, thanks to um places as far apart as Aberdeen in Japan, it looks like we might have a title race Ewan. Yeah, I'm just looking at the 11% on
1: my battery and my computer and I'm hoping <laughs> I've got enough left to talk about this
0: <laughs> you should live in a town with mains electricity I, are we
1: talking about our bro Aye. Is that, uh, how many times have we mentioned that if there's somebody keeping a score tally here title oh, race, yeah. race four points clear at the top 22 games in um, I actually did another bit of moonlighting I did at 7.25am I did BBC Radio of Scotland Day. Sorry, I'm giving a plug there to them, but they phoned and asked me about our uh, bro and, and the question was put to me. You know, it's still early; it's still early on. You know, there's a long way to go, and I says, yeah, but there's a long way already passed. You know, I mean, there's there more the more of the season gone than is left, and and our bro for top four points clear. Um, incredible. I'll be honest we
0: talking go, about let's, the premiership. Let's, no. let's, this is—I know. <laughs> sorry, when did you jo- join the cabinet? <laughs> that is not the question I asked you. The premiership. I asked you about the premiership, Mister Johnson.
1: What the premiership title race? <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, right, like? okay. Oh, <laughs> oh sorry, I, I yes. don't know about that. I don't pay attention to that.
0: <laughs>
1: get George onto that, George. George's more interested in <laughs> that. I don't watch those games because you're
0: covering United. I'm the
1: only get the games I've been watching recently is African Nations <laughs> Cup. I can talk to you a bit about, about that if you want, but.
0: Yeah, hey, and I was laughing
1: earlier on, I was laughing earlier on when you were talking, when I was talking about, you know, if if they'd played an extra 10 minutes, you'd have to the game last 90 minutes. At that point, I was remembering the referee that that finished the game after (laughs) 85
0: minutes. Yeah, And then then finished it again after 89.
1: (laughs) That's somebody that decided... I can't even be bothered with us today. I want to finish my work early. I'm in charge here. Everybody go up the road early. And then and then his bosses give him a slap in the wrist and he says, oh, well, stuff you. I'm still going up the road early. Um, but no.
0: Well, It that, that reminds me, of. I used to sit at, when I did game at Dingwall and I used to think of the, the poor away fans. If they were getting the train, there was a train, because you, you had to get the train to Inverness and then the train down to Perth and then the train to Dundee, which was good for a carry out, but there was a train used to leave like five minutes before full time. And I always used to think, why don't they delay that gate, that train on a Saturday for 15 minutes so the punters don't have to wait until after six o'clock? And I think that boy <laughs> had refereed a dingwall and thought he had a train to catch. But anyway, George, we'll try it. We'll try we. Aberdeen's Draught Rangers.
3: It has opened it up a bit. Uh, and Celtic obviously had an, in every decent player that plays in Asia, it seems like. Um, it's, they seem to have added uh, some real uh, pace and, and quality to their team. So, yeah. I mean, the, the Glasgow press has been building up to this old format match for about six weeks already, and it's still two weeks away, but it's, it's going to be huge, I think. Um, but I, this, much more in what's happening at the bottom, to be
0: honest. <laughs> 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 I know.
3: You I couldn't think of the anything
0: notes. else. Rest of West BL, <laughs> I've been set up like a turkey here. <laughs> I'm asking the question I was told to ask and everyone's going what are you asking up for hey Willie we we'll me be moving on to oh, the Bear.
1: Bear do you want to talk about the Spanish title race <laughs>
0: so <laughs> Bear how are North End it's it's no it's no Bear how are North
2: End doing in terms of I'll talk about the question okay. um, Sherlock Rangers yeah interesting very interesting uh, obviously I'm, I'm keen to see how sort of Ange Postacoglu fits all these players into his side and how they actually perform because we, you know if he gets sort of yeah, these guys are as quick as a boy. Does Harts like an attacking player, doesn't he? Yeah, it'll be, it'll be some 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 sort of attacking lineup they, they they can put out. But at the end of the day, it's no guaranteed winning games. And the good thing is, I think Tom, you've got to give credit to Robbie Nielsen at Hearts for for keeping his team, you know, plugging away. Uh, you know, the, the wheels haven't come off there. They're they're still sort of even after selling one of their best players to Rangers. <laughs> and, you know, or oh, he signed a pre-contract John Suter eh? we'll be interested to see if he moves on but Hearts yeah. fair, fair play fair, fair play well, I mean, he's Duter not everybody's cup of tea you know uh, to have various not just, no, just in Edinburgh but you know around the country but he's got his team up there and, and I watched them last night and they look pretty slick so hopefully they can keep that going and also I mentioned Aberdeen as well because Stephen Glass was under real pressure when they lost 2-1 at Dens. he looked like a, a man haunted going off the pitch that day yeah. and, you know they stuck, they stuck by him Cormac came out and Maybe, maybe it's a lesson for us here you know in in the city of discovery you know that the board's stuck by glass and they have been rewarded with you know improved performances and the team look the team look pretty solid and as I've shown last night they're capable if not you know they'll never ever going to split Celtic or Rangers I would, I would suggest but they can have a say in who wins the title and it'd be good to get to the last it'd be good for once to go into the split with everything up in the air so that one team hasn't got it wrapped up and you've got five really exciting games. It yeah. means that it's every game's important for all the all the teams, you know, that are playing Celtic and Rangers, maybe chasing European spots. But as George said, sadly for us at this neck of the woods, I think we're we're going to be looking at the, the, the other side of the table to see what's going on. <laughs> and
0: to give Ewan a chance to redeem himself, I was just thinking there as the boys were speaking, Ewan, that is it almost the case you don't want this old firm game in a fortnight because if Rangers win it. Then we're back to saying, "Oh, that's a league over."
1: Possibly, but that—that that is possibly, but that result up at uh, in Aberdeen last night maybe changes things again slightly. You know, because that, you know, it, that's cut it back to four points. You know, so even if Rangers were to to win that Old Firm game, seven points is not insurmountable at that stage of the season. You know, and um, I did see. Um, images and flashes, uh, flashes of absolute brilliance from that boy Rio Hattari, the 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 midfield player that Celtic have signed, and he looks an absolute class act. Um, I mean, albeit it's one game, you know, and it, and it can change things, but he looks like the kind of player that will play the passes that will unlock defences for Kyogo to score for Celtic. That said, Rangers have been great since uh, Van Bronckhorst came in. You know, they have generally. Um, he's come in. I've actually been impressed. I think they've leveled up since he came in. You know, so it's probably two sides that are actually probably in better form, um, and it, it'll be an interesting match. But I mean, you're right about the classical media. God, they've been building us up since. Yeah, so it seems forever. You know, you know, it seems forever. I'm actually fed up reading stories about 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 it. You know, because it's just
0: you used to write them. <laughs> sometimes you're like it's one game you know it is actually one game yeah but when that one game finishes they start on the next game a couple of days later that's
1: true but I mean it'll be interesting the one thing that I'm reading reading when I'm looking at the reports is there's an awful lot of talk about how Celtic could be missing an awful lot of players if Japan were to call up all the players that Celtic have got um, over that period um, and that could have an impact but then I guess Celtic need to remember they didn't have these players until a couple of weeks ago as well apart from Kyogo you know so so yeah, he, he might be yeah, injured exactly, anyway. So. Exactly. So maybe it's not
0: got the impact yeah. that it's been made up. Is that because he is injured, George? No. Or are you suggesting he's injury? No,
3: part? he's injured at the moment, but they don't know if it'll last.
0: No. Sorry, excuse my ignorance. There was just something about the way you said that. I thought you were like, oh, he's always injured. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it's, it, it, well, he's been injured a bit, but I think uh, I think they're worried he, he might not recover in time.
0: <laughs> well, seeing as Ewan's <laughs> disappeared from our screens... <laughs> I think that's all we've really got time for today. All right. I'd like to thank George and Bear grunt. for joining as usual and Ewan for leaving early. Oh, he's back. Sorry, Ewan, it's finished. Seriously panicking. I was just
1: going to disappear. I don't like hanging up on people abruptly, but. My computer was just about to tell me it was going to go into sleep mode.
0: There, we do that every time you mention our broth. <laughs>
1: no, but I did tell you about the power, so I'm I'm now back up. It's seven percent and rising now, so I'm ready to go again. We're
0: still talking about our broth title race. Well, too late was the cry, cause that's all we've got time for. Bye. If you like the podcast, we'd be grateful if you tell your pals about it, or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. All that really helps people find Twa teams, one street, and that means a lot to us. Don't forget to pick
2: up your copy of The Tele Monday to Saturday for all the latest from Dens and Tannadies, or go to tele.co.uk to find out how you can get the paper delivered right to your door.